Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Ever since I was a child, I wanted to study the power that food can have on our health. When I started practicing as a nutritional therapist a decade ago, I realized that what is just as important is the relationship that we have with food. This is very often a mirror for the relationship we have with ourself. Through my own personal journey and health challenges, I was forced to dig deeper and understand things that go beyond just our physical bodies. I learned the importance of working with the whole person to create a balanced body, mind, heart, and soul. I'm now passionate about using my diverse toolbox to help women slow down, take better care of themselves, and ultimately cultivate a life which is a reflection of self-love. If you feel like this is speaking to you, I created a 43-page guide, Nine Steps to Love, Nourish, and Connect with Your Body, to create an energized life with a happy heart and soul. You can download it for free and join my Grounded Goddess community for even more inspiration by visiting groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps, S-T-E-P-S. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Kombucha and Color. I'm Shay, and as always, I have the lovely Anna Marsh with me today. We are now recording, I think this is probably about our fifth or so episode that we have recorded together in lockdown, in quarantine. So we've really had to adjust our whole recording style, and me particularly. Um, Warren is at my computer most day. well, every single day of the week he's at my computer, which is where we usually record. So actually today I am curled up in bed (laughs) trying to find a quiet place to record this podcast with you today. So thank you for your patience and understanding on um, sound quality over these last little while. Today on the show, Anna is going to be chatting to us. We'll have a general catch up and Anna's going to be chatting to us about where she is at with her health journey and what she's been doing. She's recently done a breathwork course or she's in the process of doing a breathwork course and she's doing a few other different tests and things to help manage her health adventure that she's been on in this last little while. And she's just going to give a little overview of where she's at and what she's doing and how she's supporting herself through Corona and through life in general. So thank you for sharing with us, Anna, today. Yeah, I must, I must say before we kind of go into the, the sort of scheduled stuff I want to talk about today is we have been gripping a little bit at straws sometimes to talk about things in lockdown because it's like, oh, how's your week been? Well, you know, it's been the same as last week. There's not a huge amount going on right now. Even last week we were supposed to record an episode and then Shay and I were like, what should we talk about? And we're like, hmm, 
And so we ended up just having like a catch up and we didn't record. (laughs) We just caught up as friends. So yeah, it's been interesting to keep the creative juices flowing because usually you're getting inspiration from like, you'll be doing a course or I'll be doing a course and then someone's running a retreat. And then there's always things happening when the world is open for play. And now it's kind of like digging deep to share. So before I dive in, Shay, how's your lockdown life going? No, it's interesting. And and actually that topic that you're talking about is like finding that curiosity and that creativity in a place that's feeling like stagnant and the same is the very topic that I talked about in my yoga practice this morning. So what I was saying is that now that we are coming into more of the monotony and more of the sameness of quarantine and we're seeing the same things day in, day out, we need to find within ourselves some place that we can find curiosity within our situation, within our life experiences. And often, or very much so, that curiosity comes through being completely and entirely present with your surroundings. So what I led in the practice this morning was how can you really observe the world around you? How can you really take in everything that you're seeing? And maybe you see things in a completely new way, you know, What colors are you seeing? What are you looking at? What are you taking in as if you are seeing it through your whole body, not just through your eyes? What are you smelling? What sounds are you hearing? How is that affecting you? Can you feel those sounds through your whole body? So creating and cultivating this immense sense of presence in the world around you can actually then start to create more channels for creativity and more channels for curiosity, which keeps us revitalized, which keeps that prana flowing, which keeps that natural creative intelligence flowing. And I know what you're going to speak about in terms of the breath work, it it links so easily to that because when we find difficulty accessing the present moment fully and immersively, like completely full-bodied in the present moment, if we find it difficult to access that just through being present, then one of the easiest gateways to that is through the breath or through breath work, Um, following the breath, being completely present with the breath so that we cultivate this picture of not only being present with our external world, but being completely present with our internal world at the same time. So yeah, I love that. And it's just, it it goes so well with what you're talking about in terms of this breathwork workshop that you're going to share with us. Yeah, before I dive into all of that, um, I might just start up with a bit of a background. I'm sure if you've been listening to the podcast and listened to the previous episodes, you'll know that over the past year, I've been on a healing adventure as I'm in recovery or recovering from symptoms of I guess, brain fog, chronic fatigue, and low energy, which also meant that I've been unable to exercise to the extent that I did in the past. I had to change my exercise, which was also very intimately intertwined with my identity, which which was a massive shift for me. We've kind of touched on it. It's come and gone throughout various episodes as we've been producing these episodes across the past year. And this month, I think April 18th was the kind of my, what I call my, at my first year anniversary of recovery. So it was kind of the point where I reached rock bottom. And I would say that I had to kind of like hold my hands up and go, I need help. And so over the past year, I've been taking lots of different steps to refine my health, to improve my health, integrate more practices, to creating more wellness in my life. And it's it's definitely been a journey and it's been an adventure. And all good adventures have ups and downs and highs and lows and yeah, lots and lots of gifts and love and realizations and 
that's definitely, it's definitely been a rich experience um, over the past year. And I've been reflecting actually now, probably the past few weeks, I'm tempted to say maybe the past month, I've actually been feeling better and better as the weeks have gone on. And I thought maybe it would be helpful just to kind of update everyone and say, I'm doing good. If you're worried about me, I don't know if you are or if you aren't, but I'm actually feeling like I'm in a good place. And I've been reflecting back about how I've been feeling and thinking about what am I doing that's right here or what am I doing that's working for me and I guess maybe if anybody else has experienced anything like this before you might know that sometimes it's difficult to know what is or what isn't working because you are so desperate to feel better again that you just will throw spaghetti at the wall and just hope that stuff sticks and so there's been a there's been a few pieces of spaghetti that I have identified that I have been engaging with over the past few weeks and things that I think are really helping me. And I thought this would just be a great opportunity to share what I've been doing, what I think has been helping and why. And so the first thing that I wanted to mention was the breathwork practice. So before we knew that lockdown was going to happen, I had decided that I wanted to do my breathwork training. And maybe it would be helpful. And Shay, please chime in here if you want to because maybe you have different language to help explain this to the listeners. But the specific breathwork that I'm referring to is is often called transformational breathwork. And what it is, is it is a two-part breath where you inhale through the mouth. So you take two inhales and then you exhale through the mouth as well. So two inhales and one exhale through the mouth. And the goal is to breathe into your belly on the first inhale and then to breathe into your chest on the second exhale and then you exhale through the mouth. And the first time I did this, it was completely just by chance. Someone had recommended that I do it. So I went and I did this practice and I was completely blown away with how powerful it is. A little bit of the science behind it is that the the inhalation through the mouth is actually designed to stimulate your sympathetic nervous system. So it gets you into the part of your nervous system, which we often associate with fight, flight or fright. But I think on a deeper level, what it also helps you to do is to get into your body. And that's something that we talk about very often on the show is this importance of connection with the body and being able to let go of the mind and um, have a more visceral experience of what's going on. Then once you've done this breathing for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and it feels uncomfortable, it, it actually doesn't feel good when you're doing it. And it's almost like a workout. You have to, you have to work for it because it's very easy for the mind to play tricks on you. And you just, the mind just wants you to be comfortable and you're like, Oh, I'm just going to stop now and take a break. And one of my teachers always says, if you, you if you, if you want to feel the same, just stop. If you want to feel different, keep going. So you do this intense breath work for about 20 or 30 minutes, and then you move into what we call passive or resting breath, which is through the nose. And it's just like you would normally breathe in Shavasana, maybe in through the nose, out through the nose. And this is to then activate the sympathetic nervous system. And I have found personally... The parasympathetic. Oh, yes. Thank you. (laughs) That's why you're here. Um, The parasympathetic (laughs) nervous system, which is the part of the nervous system which is involved involved with rest, recovery, and restoration. And this is obviously my personal experience. And I really believe that we will find tools on our path that we connect with and, and we take with us. And this has definitely been one of the tools that I've picked up because I feel like there is 
nothing that I have ever done in the past that allows me to feel so connected and so calm and so much in that parasympathetic nervous system as doing this breathwork practice. You know, yes, I can feel very relaxed at the end of a yoga class. Yes, I can feel very good in meditation or just doing your normal kind of yogic pranayama. Yes, I can feel good you know, doing other restorative activities, but there is nothing like this experience for me personally. And I had a a very profound experience where some of you may know, we've talked about it on the show before, Shay has always spoken about the importance of accessing anger and the importance of being able to do that. And we did an anger practice as part of this breathwork training that I was doing And because I'm measuring a lot of data, which I'll get onto in a second, I really had physical markers of the change of my body in terms of a drop in resting heart rate, which was significant, an increase in heart rate variability, which can be a measurement of that parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous system balance. And I had an elevation in my heart rate variability, which is a sign that you're more in your parasympathetic system. And it was quite clear from doing this practice, which was intended to release anger as that specific theme for that practice had a very physical impact on my body the next day. And obviously I've been, you know, I've been doing this every week, several times a week now for the past two months, past seven weeks, two months. And I really feel that that must, that must be one of the reasons why I am feeling so much better at the moment in terms of my energy, less brain fog, able to do more each day, able to do more and not be as floored the next day as a consequence of that. So that's the first thing I want to share. Shay, I think you've experienced the breathwork as well. So I don't know if you wanted to share anything from your experience or your your words of wisdom. Mm. Well, I just think in terms of that anger piece, like I think that is like such a powerful key thing because a lot of us are experiencing unrecognized anger and that kind of emotion that's in this whole situation that we're in because of corona because of everything that's happened in our work our home our schools whatever and I think it's so often so unrecognized because we are so often seen as the good girls or the good people or the nice people and nice people don't get angry and nice people don't have this anger or rage or spiritual people don't have anger spiritual people aren't angry or ragey or whatever but when we can access that anger and we can process it out through the body in a physical way so for example like your experience was in that transformational breath and I've had a also a um, actually had a, I had a private session with a transformational breath work a little while ago and there was a little piece of it which which like access to a little bit of stamping, a little bit of grounding through the feet and processing that with your breath. And that's very, very grounding for the nervous system because we've been able to access that emotion that's lodged in the body and able to discharge it in some way. I also think just as powerful is to be able to let out a full-blown scream, to punch a pillow, to stamp your feet, to do a really, really angry dance, to really, really let it discharge from your body in a really physically powerful way, kickboxing, punching, whatever it is, like take that rage and then let it out. But it's so hard for us to access that because of all the layers and the conditioning that sits on top of it. So for us to get into that primal place that is necessary for us to discharge that emotion is really difficult, especially if we're trying to do it on our own. Mm. So, so yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's a big key. And, you know, 
as I was also saying in a yoga, in yoga practice this morning, we did a psoas release and we often say that the pelvis is connected to the emotions of the body. So when we release into the psoas, which is that muscle that kind of links up underneath the same area as the diaphragm underneath the rib cage on the lower back, and it goes through the pelvis to the front of the thigh bones, like all the sensations, the feedback, all the things that we are um, receiving and getting information from through the diaphragm, which is where we express emotions. So if we have a, uh, or a, or a, you know, some kind of emotion that is carried on the breath that then travels down into the muscles that surround it, which is the psoas, which wraps, you know, front of the pelvis and the hips. So even just coming into a passive psoas opening, which is also a beautiful way to find extension for the diaphragm is a really beautiful way to help process that for yourself. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I, and I think it's really important that you mentioned about the screaming and the hitting the pillow, whatever, because that was also incorporated into the practice where you put your a pillow over your face and then you scream into the pillow and, you know, the, the practitioner, she encourages you to, you know, if you need to move around, if you need to shake things off to, to do what you need to do. Interestingly, so it was Erin Talford who I did the course with, and she was saying that she's also got a Chinese medicine background as well. And in Chinese medicine, anger is the emotion associated with spring, which is the season that we're in at the moment. And in spring, what happens is things grow. So if you think of a tree growing, it's like up and out. That's generally how a tree grows. And she says the energy of anger is up and out. And so it's this idea of um, whatever's being held in the body coming up through the throat and then from the mouth, we can then express it. And I was coughing so much in that practice. And I get this since I was about, I remember it probably, I remember it in matric exams when I was about 17, 18 years old, I was getting this like irritable cough at one point in time and I went to the doctor and he I had to take some inhalers or whatever and he just was like pollen or whatever and spring spring exactly <laughs> and every now and again I get this funny cough and it's a weird cough it's almost like a dog barking it, it sounds horrific if you're lucky enough to hear me cough like that and when I was doing my NSA which is the network spinal analysis I've talked about on the show before occasionally my practitioner, Krishan, would say, have I asked you this before? He always asks me this, but do you have asthma? And I'd be like, no, no, I don't have asthma. But I said, but I do get this irritable cough sometimes. And he said to me, I think you get that cough when you're feeling like people, um, there's not enough of you to go around. And that's typically when I do start to get the feelings of anger boil up in my body is, is, is when I feel like there's too much being asked of me and I either don't have the time or the energy to be able to deliver when I'm just like, no, I need to take this back for myself now. I guess that's been a huge part of, I think, one of the many factors that have led to some of this fatigue as well is just like overgiving, over-delivering, always doing more and more and more and more instead of taking that nourishment back for myself. So it's just, I mean, it's a lot of very interesting connections. And I think with all of this stuff, it's difficult to say, this is exactly the reason why X, Y, and Z has happened. Uh, I think a huge part of it is really just down to you to make your mind up. But for me, I 
I really felt like that practice did something for me. And I could also see the physiological markers that I was measuring change as well. And then obviously now experiencing more energy across the past four weeks as a consequence of that. Is there anything else you want to say? Yeah, do you know what's interesting? Because as you started talking, you said, you know, you've been on this journey and you feel that you in the last little while have been doing so much better. And I was reflecting on that and I was thinking, I have noticed an energetic shift in you definitely for the positive over the last little while. And for me, the shift came when lockdown and quarantine and everything all started. And Hmm. linking back to this piece of not or feeling like there's too much being asked of you, I think what happens for a lot of us who are high achieving, who want to get everything like perfect, you want to help everybody, is that we put that to giving to everybody else, we put that on ourselves. Yes. And so when quarantine and lockdown and everything happened, it's like this moment to be like, I can't give because nobody is in a place to give. Now we have to just look after ourselves. And so it's like reining that in because of environmental situation that has caused that to okay, I'm running this back in because I have to. And then it gives like this breathing space of like, oh, I can come back to myself now. Yeah. And actually on my my list of things was lockdown. And Mm. I think that's been another thing. That's why it's so difficult to say it was this, it was that, because it's probably been a combination of everything. And I really felt that when lockdown happened, it almost felt like a relief to me. Mm. It, And I know that other people have not had that experience. It's been a very testing time for many, but my truth and my experience was this almost this full body sigh of relief because there was an energetic shift that happened in the world. And I felt that, that there was this energy of everything slowing down and it was almost this unspoken permission, like it's okay. It's okay to just be a little bit quieter. It's okay to be a little bit slower. It's okay to invert and retreat, which is my natural tendency anyway. So even though that permission has always been mine to give myself, I think that the situation with lockdown has really facilitated that. And I feel like I've just had a little bit more spaciousness in my day and I felt more good about taking time for myself and doing the things I I like to do to keep myself well. So that's been a huge, a huge part of all of this. And it just worked out so nicely with the timing as well, that the, when the lockdown started was also just as I started this breathwork practice. So I've kind of had this breathwork practice as a thread running through the whole of lockdown as well. And then at the same time, I got my aura ring. And so for those of you who don't know what an aura ring is, it's basically like a biometric data tracking device. It looks specifically at things like your sleep cycle. So looking at the quality of your sleep each night, as well as other variables, looking at readiness and recovery, like heart rate and heart rate variability, which is an indicator of where you are in that balance of the sympathetic nervous system or the parasympathetic nervous system. And I've always loved data. I've always used a lot of data in terms of managing my health as I've moved through this journey. And there are times when I do it more intensely and then I feel like I make some progress and then I kind of take a break for a bit. And then there are times when I revisit it again. And I've used a heart rate strap, like one of the ones that you connect across your body and then it links to an app on your phone. And I've used it in the past in, in the past to assess morning readiness. So I'll wake up in the morning and take those measurements and take my heart rate and take my heart rate variability. But 
I do kind of feel that it was quite a crude way of assessing because if I wake up in the morning and I start measuring these things and I'm thinking stressful thoughts that can influence the reading or if I'm actually just feeling relaxed and I'm focusing on some deep breathing that can influence the reading and then it's not necessarily a true representation of what's going on. But with the aura ring, it looks at the patterns of these things across your sleep. So you you can't influence it in any way because all you're doing is sleeping, waking up in the morning, checking your data, and then getting a little bit of feedback in terms of is your heart rate higher or lower than normal? Is your heart rate variability higher or lower than normal? What has your sleep been like? Have you had enough deep sleep? Have you had enough REM sleep? Have you had healthy sleep cycles? So there's loads of different information you can get. And I think what this data has really enabled me to do is just to refine my decision-making a little bit better. Because before, if I had in my head planned, I'm going to do a little bit of resistance training today. In my head, I just really, really wanted to be able to do that resistance training. So I could kind of just be like, oh no, it didn't measure accurately. Or oh, I'm feeling fine when maybe I wasn't. If the data had said I was fine, feeling fine, and then I was like, yeah, no, it's fine. I'll just do the workouts. And so I think I was probably being a little bit dishonest with myself sometimes and then pushing too hard, where this has just enabled me to kind of refine that decision-making a little bit better and become a little bit more honest with myself about what what I should and shouldn't be doing on any given day. And I feel like by taking the data and making some sensible decisions, I found a good routine that I've been in now for about a month as well in terms of how much walking I do, how much yoga I do, which is not very much at all, how much resistance training I do, which is not very much at all. But I feel like I have a good platform now from, from which I can build very, very slowly. Each week we get incredible feedback about our episodes of Kombucha and Color. We know our show is touching, inspiring, and helping hundreds of women, and we would like to reach even more. Can you help? You can help other women find the inspiration that you have found if you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you screenshot your review and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna, Shay, or kombucha and color will send you a wonderful restful yoga nidra practice to download so you can find some peace and calm in your day or a better night's sleep at night. Additionally, everyone who enters and leaves a review and shares it on Instagram will be put into a lucky prize draw to win a copy of my Beat the Bloat guide and Shay's yoga guide. You can love your body from the inside out with 174 pages, including over a hundred pages of recipes, which walk you through my 28 day digestive reset process. This is perfect if you want to reset your body, address any unwanted health symptoms, or support your skin, hormones, energy, and digestion. Shay's 173-page yoga guide includes 116 pages of detailed pose analysis. It will give you all the tools you need to teach yourself yoga so you can sequence, practice, and flow safely in your very own home. Remember, all you need to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, screenshot the review, and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna underscore Marsh underscore nutrition, Shay 
at Indie Yoga Life or kombucha and color, kombucha underscore and underscore color. Head on over and do that right now before you forget and then your yoga nidra practice will be on its way. Do you think that the aura ring can then also work in the reverse? So say that you wake up and you feel really good and you're like, wow, I feel really good. I'm going to go and do this thing. And then you look at the dart and you're like, oh, the dart says I'm feeling bad. Oh, I should Mm. actually just be in bed. So it gives you a daily readiness score. And so I find if you just go off of the readiness score, it's on a scale of one to a hundred. And if I'm just going off of that readiness score, I feel I can get it wrong either way. My readiness score has been really, really high when I've not felt that good. And my readiness score has been really, really low when I felt better. The challenge is usually, I think we should never completely discount how we feel inside of ourselves. I think that's, that's very valid and true. I think my tendency has been to override myself with my own rules sometimes. And, and that's just that part of my conditioning. But where, where I do think it's more valuable is there's, there's so many different things you can look at. And I've started to realize, hmm, I'm actually not feeling great today, but this readiness score is quite high. Let me just go check. And I can always usually find something that's off. So I can see, oh, actually, you know, my sleep wasn't as good or my heart rate is low, but actually my HRV is not that great. Or my, my, for example, today it's that my body temperature is high, but I know that that's because of where I am in my cycle. So I think if you're just going off of the crude measurements, I feel that it doesn't always correlate. But if you know how to dig deeper and obviously listen to your body as the signal to dig deeper, um, then there's usually a good tally between the two. Well, you can usually find some reason mm. of why you don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your practices, your daily practices that you do now to support your health? Like I know you say like not a lot of resistance, not a lot of yoga, but to somebody who's listening, your idea of not a lot of resistance might be a lot to somebody no. else. To put things into perspective is that like once upon a time in my old life, I used to work out maybe a resistance train 45 minutes to an hour, five times a week. And that was no joke. That was, you know, deadlifting 1.5 times my body weight, squatting my body weight, sled pushes, pull-ups, muscle-ups, like very, very, like very, very intense. And I still miss that. I I would be lying if I said I didn't miss that to a certain extent, but I'm at peace with the fact that that's not available to me right now. Now, my resistance training that I've been working on is once a week and I do, I have got a TRX at home. So I do 12 rows with the TRX three times. And then I do 15 bodyweight squats. Last week, I managed to do that four times. So this week, my plan is to keep the rows and I'm going to take a five kilo weight. (laughs) It just sounds ridiculous when I say it. I'm going to take a five kilo weight and do my squats. And I was supposed to do that today, but today I don't feel like I had the green light from my aura ring. So I'm going to make sure I look after myself today so that I can earn the right to do that tomorrow. So that's like massively reduced resistance (laughs) training, but it's, it's all about finding a baseline of minimum tolerance that that allows me to feel good and then building up very slowly from that. So if the squats go well with a little weight, then maybe in a few weeks time, I'll change the five kilo to a 10 kilo or I add in a third exercise. So if I'm doing the pull-ups and the squats, maybe I'm going to add in some press-ups 
to that workout. And so very, very gently, one step at a time, build up. My yoga practice at the moment is just 30 minutes. So 30 minutes once a week, I do a little bit of a vinyasa flow. I do a lot of um, yin yoga. I do a lot of pranayama. I do the breath work, the transformational breath work like we spoke about earlier on the show. And I do a lot of walking. So I've actually just been working at building up how long I can walk. So last year, this time, I would probably only ever walk for 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes. And now I can go out almost every day for an hour. Sometimes even I've done a few longer walks, like 75 minutes, an hour and a half. um, And that seems to be okay. And so now what I'm actually starting to do is just walk faster or do some more hills. So I'm just adding in a little bit more intensity to those walks. But it's also really important to understand that then it's about if I'm going out for a long walk, I can't come home, get straight on my computer, speak with two clients, do a whole bunch of emails and then expect to feel good. Everything has to be kind of paced and and spread out. So I'll go for a walk and then I'll actually like to do pranayama afterwards. I feel like it helps just to balance my nervous system a little bit. I take some supplements to help support my body to recover. I'm making sure I'm sleeping, have a good sleep routine at night. I take rest breaks in the day. So I'm doing a lot of things outside of those exercise sessions to make sure that my body is rested and recovering. Well, it sounds like you're on a good path and you're on a good part of your healing adventure at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I think no one will ever really understand unless they've been like, if they've been in the situation themselves, but when you don't have energy to meet your day, it's such a stressful thing. Because, you know, we talked about the demands of things and people on you and just feeling like you don't have enough to give. You have even less to give <laughs> when, you, when your energy is low, which can mean that very, very things that like some people wouldn't even think twice about saying yes to you, you have to really consider. And sometimes it can actually even be a little bit exhausting having to explain to people all the time, like, no, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. No, because it's just not, it's no one's fault at all. But some people just don't necessarily understand like how challenging certain things that we take for granted each day can actually be. So now that like, for example, yesterday I had a really busy day and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to pay for this tomorrow. I'm going to pay for this tomorrow. And yeah, I did wake up a little bit more fatigued this morning, but actually feel fine now. And to say, I feel fine. I don't have any brain fog. I don't have any difficulty concentrating. I'm not mincing my words too much. I'm like, this is, this is just like amazing. It feels like such a gift. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it is good. Yeah. So, I mean, moving forward from here, I'm actually got some testing I'm going to be doing. One of the tests is a hormones test, which I actually did a couple of years ago. So I wanted to retest and just see kind of just check in and see what my hormones were doing because in that test I had low testosterone and I want to see if any of the practices I've been doing have helped increase my testosterone levels. Um, And I'm going to be doing some other testing as well, just to look at the different energy cycles in the body. And if there's any supplements that could be helpful, because I know I've definitely fallen into this trap where when I haven't felt well, I just go online and I end up ordering a whole bunch of stuff just because I think it could maybe help me. And so I thought 
it's actually, even though you have to pay for the testing, you probably save money in the long term because you're just finding out a little bit more about what do I actually need and what is more just like an emotional attachment to something that I think could help. So that's that's really the next step for me and just continuing to do everything I'm doing right now. Selfishly, I would love lockdown to continue, but I know that you know, people need to go back to work. The economy needs to continue to function, but I am really enjoying the slow pace of life right now. Mm -hmm. But that's something that I've also been reflecting on because I had the same experience as lockdown began of this feeling of like, whew, a breath out. Like there's pressure that I've taken off myself to do everything, be everything to everybody because it's about retuning and coming back to yourself, making sure that your needs are met and everything like that. And I can say that I've been trying to cultivate that same feeling throughout lockdown, even though there is some parts of my old life that start to creep back in. And the pace of lockdown, I feel for me, has picked up a little bit over this past little while. And so I'm trying, working really hard to keep those boundaries and maintain that internal mental space of like, this is the pressure that I'm putting on myself to do all these things and say yes to everyone. And like, how can I do a little bit less and still maintain the same feeling from within. So I think that's a really useful practice if it's something that connects to you. Yeah, definitely. And there have been lessons that I have taken away from this time and how my routine has changed. And we may have spoken about this before, but like, what do I want to keep from all of this? So I think this has been an opportunity to build some new habits to carry into the future. I love that. Anything else you want to add? No, I mean, I just, I just want to say, I know obviously there's a lot of people listening to this podcast who maybe don't have any health issues or maybe health issues that aren't as challenging. Um, maybe there's other challenges going on in life, but I always just like to send the message that if you don't feel unwell and you feel that your health is really taking away a lot of the joy from your life, that there is so much opportunity for you to heal yourself. Um, but it does take patience. It does take persistence um, and just a whole lot of love. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in and for listening to another episode. And we will see you again soon. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week. Last year, I dropped deeper and deeper into my purpose of helping women shed unhelpful layers, turn inwards and take ownership of their lives in order to access their fullest, most vibrant potential. In this time, I have been creating an immersion that offers exactly that through a completely unique blend of tools, skills, and practices from yoga, breathwork, and the body to self-inquiry, emotional process work, and intuitive and creative art-based explorations so that understanding and spiritual growth is deeply integrated through a variety of modalities and is fully embodied.
I'd love to invite you to the first ever Voyage to the Soul four-day immersion taking place in Norfolk, UK from the 24th to the 27th of April 2020. If you'd like further info on this immersion and how you can join us, please contact me, Shay, through the contact page on shaydye.com, linked in the show notes. Hope you enjoy the show.